the Spanish announce table. It is episode 390 of the Spanish announce table. We had a, a week of wrestling. We'll, we'll dive into a bunch of it, right? We're going to talk mostly about AEW Dynamite because that's what we do here. We like that show. Not really big fans of the other shows. So we'll talk extensively about that. There are some tweet the tables that we're going to get into that are about WWE. There was a big money in the bank pay-per-view, so we'll discuss some of those things. And Tom, you've got a fresh idea. Yeah. Before, I, I do want to make one clarification. Hmm. Uh, we are not a big fan of other nationally televised pro wrestling shows. GCW gets a television show. You're probably going to hear a lot about it from us because we like GCW. But for the most part, you don't see that on a weekly basis. They have kind of one-off uh, pay-per-views. So that's a clarification. Uh, we do like GCW. We do like some other independents. Um, but AEW, number one in our book right now. Yeah. So with that clarification out of the way, what I wanted to talk about, thought it was fun. Uh, there's not too much in the news. Uh, you know, Pat McAfee signed for a couple more years. WWE, he announced that WWE announced it. So it's official, all that fun stuff. So credit to him. Good for him. Uh, him and the McMahons were at the UFC 276 after Money in the Bank, watching the main event of uh, Jared Cantonier versus Israel Adesanya. So that was pretty fun to see the two worlds collide. Izzy came out as the Undertaker and then had a very uh, pedestrian uh, win over Jared Cannonier, which is still incredible to say like that you can be in neutral and beat someone in a fist and kicking fight. I think that's incredible, but nonetheless, uh, what was in the news that was said coming off of the success of forbidden door, Tony Khan recently did an interview and he said, Hey, kind of like triple H we're open for business. I would be open to the idea of working with WWE on a co-promoted uh, pay-per-view. So, Tim, that's never going to happen, as we know. Uh, but I got my uh, little brain up here spinning the wheels, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Spinning the wheels, mm -hmm. seeing what would, what would that look like? What would I want that to look like? So, kind of wrote down some matches of what I think would be fun. Tim, I think you got a couple ideas as well. Uh, so, let's have some fun. Let's yeah. do a, a fantasy booked AEW X WWE pay-per-view event. Glory hole. Glory hole. All right. So I kind of mapped it out like detail oriented. I have mm -hmm. a pre-show. I have a match order. I have a main event. I didn't do any so, of that. So I'm just going to roll with what you did. And all then right, I'm going to chime good. in with any extras or maybe some storyline tweaks here and there. And, and we'll go from that. Because you know what I mean? I, I like to do not much and then just sprinkle on some extras to at least convince myself that I've, I improved what all of your hard work. So, uh, you know, before we, get into this, well, before we get into kind of the, the fantasy card here, uh, I think what's great about you is you do that with like the, the content kind of things, but I do that with the technology. Like I just, I have a microphone right? and I have a, and I have a computer, but yeah. then you're doing all this stuff. Cause tell them, Tim, where, where are we at right now? We're on YouTube. Oh, yeah, we are simul streaming on the YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter uh, yeah. all at the same damn time. Uh, so, yeah, go to so. at Table Show on Twitter, uh, Spanish Announce Table on Twitch, and Spanish Announce Tube on the uh, YouTube, youtube.com yeah. slash Spanish Announce Tube. And shout out, we like to have a beer sponsor of the week. And uh, this week, we got to shout out our sponsor, Nobody. 
nobody gave us any beer money this week. But if you want to be the the uh, Slater Gator beer sponsor of the week, head on over to SpanishAnnounceTable.net. There's a PayPal donate link. Donate some money and tell us, go get some beer on me, guys. If you've got a suggestion, let us know of what type to get. Yeah, that actually, uh, news on that coming soon. I have mm. a fun surprise for myself, but for the general viewing audience, if you're watching on a simulcast of YouTube, Twitch, or Twitter. Um, but yeah. That was a quick side quest here. We're getting back on track now. So let's do a fantasy booked WWE AEW pay-per-view event. Glory hole. Glory right, hole. So I've got a pre-show because okay. you got to get people excited. Yeah, so on have the YouTube, Dolph Ziggler kickoff show. Yeah. So on YouTube and simulcasted on Peacock, what we're going to get is we're going to kick it off. And this I think is this again, would get uh, as many downloads as, as, as we do. Or any views, not. as many views probably as we not. do on the YouTube. No, so it, probably not. So it probably won't get like 13. Hey, they don't need to know the numbers. So thousand, let's talk thousand, about it. Million, hundred, let's, thousand, let's talk about million. It. So one thing yeah. I want to clarify here is even though it's a pre-show, I love all of these talents that I wrote down. So this is not a slight in anyone. Uh, so like, oh, I'm reg- regulating you to the pre-show. Like you still made it on my fantasy card. So that's what I want to say. But we're going to kick it off with some tag team action, right? AEW, it's their golden era of tag team wrestling. They got tag teams, honestly, so many that they could just do a pay-per-view of tag team wrestling, which is amazing. Uh, But I'm kicking it off with a tag team match. So from AEW, I'm doing Swerve and Glory, Swerve Strickland, and Keith Lee taking on, from WWE, part of the bloodline, the Usos. Wow, interesting choice. So you're not going, you're not going Young Bucks, which is not a surprise. Everybody knows oh. you don't like the Young Bucks. Oh, this is pre-show. Okay. We're not, oh, it's we're pre-show. Not... So you're yeah. putting the Usos on the pre-show. Yeah. The unified the... tag team champions. Wait till we hear. Wait till we hear. It's. It's. What's, I got is there reasons. any story here? Do we do any story like crossover stories with these? Yes. That you can speak. Yes. To? Yes, maybe but not, this not every match. Yeah, of right? course. Not right. every match. All right, Some so I just, just, before I go chiming in with ideas here, yes. I want to do that. I mean, I think you could simply say things like, you know, Usos could be like, could just be making fun of these guys in, in a small story about like, yo, well, that's why you guys ran because you knew what we were doing over here and we're on top. And then swerving our glory is like, bitch, let me show you something and kind of give them a Kansas City cunt punt. And then, you know, then we're on. Well, and so the thing, the reason I made this matchup, two reasons. One, even though Swerve and Keith Lee are former WWE talents, they really didn't interact with anyone on the main roster, right? They were primarily NXT, had a cup of coffee on the main roster, and then they were out of it, right? My reasoning, like the story that I would tell with this match, would be that the Usos are a bloodline in our family, and then Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland... Are they friends? Are they not friends? Do they have each other's back? Do they not? So those two combining forces of blood is thicker than water and, hey, we're winning, but like, maybe we don't do this until we lose, right? One of those things. So that's my first match, right? Okay. I dig it. Isaiah Isaiah Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee versus the Usos. Now, you got to get, again, this is free on Peacock. Uh, as the pre-show and on YouTube. So you got to get people in a frenzy, right? So that's going to be tag team action, bouncing off the walls, big moves, big moves, fun, fun, fun. And I'm not giving you winners. That can be decided later, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm just giving you kind of fun stuff. So 
now we got to get the crowd involved in the fun of these promotions. So where does the fun come from? From WWE. Actually, I'm going to tell you AEW. And again, another thing I did here, I did not do the uh, mixing of like AEW and WWE versus an AEW and WWE team. It's AEW versus WWE. So it is no mixing there, right? Uh, right. But from AEW, my second matchup here, it is the acclaimed taking on the New Day. This right? is a so good the, one. So the positivity and fun of the New Day and, hey, here's some pancakes well, to the raunchiness of the acclaimed and scissoring and all of that. And let's not forget, uh, Xavier Woods ain't shy. He can throw down with some raps. He'll, he'll oh, go toe-to-toe yeah. -to -toe with Max Caster here. Uh, at Devil Vamp on the YouTube chat says, Mox would never. So uh, we'll, we'll hold that thought. We'll see what's up on. Uh... Oh, Mox would. <laughs> oh, and I got him. Hey, money. I got him on here. Mox likes yeah. money. Let's not forget about yeah. that, too. Um and Devil Vamp also said, Uso's absolutely not on the pre-show. Yeah, that's whew. Tom, man. You hear mm. the you hear the rest of my card, and you'll understand why the Usos are on the pre-show. And then uh I don't know what this is. DV, maybe? I don't know. Do you think Pat McAfee go up to be as talented as Shane O'Mac? Man. I mean, that's a high bar. Look, yeah, right, yeah. That is a high bar. <laughs> yeah. Literally, you think he's jumping off of things like Shane? Right. I mean, yeah. now listen, uh, more on Pat McAfee later, so stay tuned. In the show we've got to tweet the table about uh, that mentions Pat McAfee at least. But there you go. fucking love Pat McAfee. But um, I mean, hey, hey, by the way, hey, if Pat McAfee learns how to throw some good working punches like Shane O'Mac, oh maybe. yeah, best working punches in the business. By the way, here is the late surprise for my personal beer sponsor of the week. Me, I am trying out for the first time. Steve Austin's himself down. Broken Skull IPA. So I've had. The original this is now the ipa he's taken and it tastes really good i like it so broken school ipa t-mac approved definitely get it if you have the nice. opportunity or get you some uh, boulevard tank seven oh but i mean that's locally you know that's not nationally like this bro like this broken skull here come on uh, kansas city. Right. which speaking of kansas city uh stay tuned maybe next week we i know we keep saying that uh Big interview, hey, uh, horseman change, themed, you know I mean? horseman themed. Yeah, plans change and uh, stay tuned. That's why uh, we want you here because fun surprises can happen any and every week. Um, okay, so again, let's recap real quick. Kicking off the show, the Usos versus Swerve and Keith Lee. Second match, the contrast of PG New Day, which having fun, but PG New Day and the raunchiness of the raps from Max Caster and the scissoring from Anthony Bowen. There is the contrast and the fun that's going to get the crowd all into a tizzy, right? We're going to get into fun. So that's the second match on the pre-show. Now, what's closing it out is not going to be the best thing. <laughs> but I love this idea. <laughs> I love this idea. Oh, man, I cried when I started writing it down. I laughed so hard. It's a loser leaves town match, meaning the loser can't go to AEW or WWE. They're fucking done. <laughs> is it cutie? <laughs> it is from AEW. Mm -hmm. Cutie Marshall. Yes! Our biggest fan, cutie. You can't make him lose. Taking on Happy Corbin. <laughs> 
Now hold on, man. I I fucking love both of these guys. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone hates them. <laughs> Everybody does hate both of these guys, and they're both good. <laughs> everyone will love it. Devil oh, Vamp says God. he's jealous that he can't get the Steve Austin's beer in the South. Oh. Um, so jealous, T Mac. Where in the South, man? I guess I forget where Devil Vamp's from. You don't have to give us all your info here live on the stream. So what's your address? It's all thirteen hundred million thousand uh, fans that we oh. have. Um, but uh, I will say uh, this, um, man. Maybe get out of the South. I mean, hey, look, Kansas, Missouri border. I got to get out of the Midwest. I'll tell you that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Where in the South? Yeah. Where are we talking about? Maybe yeah. I'll go to you, Devil Vamp. Maybe all right, we'll let's all keep it going else. here. So next up, we got kicking off the show. I'm going with the money. I'm going with Shane O'Max. No, no, no. no. I'm going with like the boss, Sasha Banks. Close. I got the real boss from AEW. Your TBS champion, Jade Cargill. Taking on the legacy, the prestige, the woman who represents women's pro wrestling in wwe probably more than anyone else i'm talking obviously about charlotte flair mm. charlotte flair jade cargill kind of the start of this revolution to now who i think will be the future of this women's revolution the again legacy of what wwe wwe is the current cool part of what the women's division can be and is with jade cargill those two forces combining and they're super freak athletes right? Like they're both really good athletes. I thought about Bianca Belair here, but one thing I wanted to stay away from is, Oh, well, she's a black lady and she's a black lady. So let the black ladies wrestle. Like we can be better than that. Right. Yeah. Other person that was in consideration, but again, I wanted the past versus future kind of thing here. Uh, I thought about Rhea Ripley. Mm. So unfortunately Rhea didn't make it. Yeah. But I think you're right here. This like, it's, it's, Similar body types, uh, similar wrestling styles to an extent. Um, I think Charlotte's a lot more advanced in that regard, of course. Mm-hmm. But, um, man, yeah, that that would be a good match. I agree with you there. That would be a good match. And as for as much as we shit on Charlotte because she did get the Hogan treatment, the Roman treatment, the John Cena treatment for a while, uh, like you said, a freak athlete um, mm-hmm. and, and able to go, right? Like put through the ringer. She is always, it, we might even shit on her for doing like, okay, did another top rope flip outside, but like always doing the hard, you know what I mean? Like the hard impact stuff. Oh yeah. And again, just that contrast of like, she's been doing this now for a while to where she's almost like you said, Hogan level where Charlotte must pose, but now taking on the undefeated Goldberg like figure in AEW with Jay Cargill. So that's how I wanted to kick off the show here. Right now yeah. let's keep it moving. Then I'm going to get into some fun, right? So after that, we're going into another tag team match. And again, I just love when styles contrast. So I'm going with from WWE. I'm going to start off with them first. One of my favorite tag teams right now. One of the only clips I watch when it comes across my social media, because I think they're that entertaining. I'm obviously talking about Alpha Academy, Chad Gable and Otis taking on with their mat based style and just Olympic level wrestling, the high flyers, the Lucha bros mm. in a tag team competition. I huh? thought you were going young bucks there for a second. Um, yeah, no, that should be really good. I like that idea, man. Alpha Academy. 
I feel like Thank you. yes, he's oh, this is <laughs> you've been a Chad Gable enthusiast for a long time, but he's really coming into light here, uh, into the light here, and and showing off what he can do, and I'm here for it, and I think they're not getting enough positive attention. There you go. Look at that. Yeah, right there. Yes. Yeah, I love it. And I just love the idea of Otis and Ray Phoenix just Ray Phoenix bouncing off like a rubber ball of the, the huge zero barrel Miedo thing with oh. Otis doing something stupid back. Yeah. Like, oh gosh. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Shaking All right, now, his belly. <laughs> well, you can't now do that we're gonna right. get into now we're gonna get into some heart of the promotion type of match here, right? The the beating heart of each promotion they're going up against each other body types contrast but the vibe is still the same next up i am going from wwe randy orton taking on the mad king eddie kingston okay all right huh i mean who represents wwe right now more than randy orton the legacy the body the build what wwe is looking for the athleticism all of that and then what represents AEW's, you know, gritty nature of fighting from underneath and overcoming and being free on the microphone, Eddie Kingston. Oh, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Definitely. Okay. All right. So then after that, then we're going to get back into the women's action. We're going to go with, honestly, I just think the two best women in pro wrestling. And I just think it'd be fun because they're kind of weirds mobiles. Uh, from AEW, I am going Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, taking on, especially right now in this current version, the man, Becky Lynch. That's Doesn't that fit. seem fun? Yeah, that's a the good fit. weird style of Becky Lynch, the bigger than you oh, yeah. kind of attitude. And then Britt Baker owning the room when she walks yes, in. Yes, the whole like conceit of my shit don't stink. I'm the best in the world from both of them. Yeah. That would be fun. All right. Then I'm getting into a match of people who are actually cool and people who aren't. From AEW. Young Bucks. The aren't part. The Young, young Bucks part. taking on the coolest tag team in WWE, the Street Profits. Mm, yeah. Okay. The athleticism there would be incredible. Oh, yes. But there you go. Well, and right? the humor that both of those teams can throw in. Um, oh, yeah. The aren't part. Sounds like a great name for this episode. <laughs> Devil Vamp says, women on second? That doesn't happen in AEW. We're kicking off. They kick <laughs> off the pay-per-view, and then we got them in the third match. Right? Fourth match. I don't know. They'll work. I don't know how many numbers I'm doing here. All right. So that's uh, that's the next one. Street Profits. Yeah, I don't count. This, we don't fact check and we don't count. Uh, again, the cool red solo cup of the Street Profits versus the dorkiness, dumb, dumb level of the Young Bucks, which are still a very good tag team. But just that right there, that seems yeah. like fun. No, that's good. And again, another veteran type uh, established entity or in this in this term uh, tag team versus the newer hot, fresh, cool thing. And this time it's from WWE, the Street Profits. So there you go. All right, now I'm going to hit you with some home runs, okay? Ready for this? This is all bangers from here on out. Ready? Oh, I'm ready. Next up. Next up in in the just, these two guys just bumped into, into each other backstage and it didn't go well, so now we have a match. Talking about the lovable but violent Matt Riddle 
versus the meanest, grumpiest man in AEW, John Moxley. Mm. And this Moxley is again versus another, Riddle. And this is again another matchup where with John Moxley, Dean Ambrose, he's wrestled everyone, right? So if you put him in there, in my opinion, with Seth Rollins, well, cool. It's most likely going to be some of their some shit that they did in their feuds in WWE, right? But Matt Riddle and John Moxley, or even Dean Ambrose, have never really intersected. So this is again a fresh matchup, again with contrasting personalities. Riddle's upset that Moxley sold him some bunk weed, or just Matt Riddle just wanted a hug because that's how he greets people, and John Moxley took offense to that. You don't touch him without permission, and so now we got to kick your ass. Yeah, that's true. That would make Moxley uncool for selling bunk weed. Yeah. Yeah. Moxley yeah. don't sell bunk weed. It's got the good shit. Everybody mm-hmm. knows that. But right, it would wouldn't that be just so fun? The the this the uh da da of Matt Riddle and then just the throwing the water down mad, you know, Oscar the Grouch style of John Moxley. Just the entrances right there would understand like why these two would probably fight each other, right? Okay. That'd be great. So that was Moxley versus Riddle. Then I'm going with Faces of the Company in Reverse. That's what this title is called. Faces of the Company, but in Reverse. So from AEW, I'm going the current heavyweight champion, CM Punk, taking on from WWE, one of the co-founders of AEW, Cody Rhodes. Ooh, that would be good. Oh, the promos. Well, and just think of it. CM Punk is WWE still to this day. I mean, I know all the great stuff he's doing in AEW, which is amazing, but he's still the WWE guy. Listen to MJF's promo. And Cody is the co-founder of AEW representing WWE. So just the flipped reverse of this matchup would just be outstanding outstanding that's what that's what i got there for you all right and then let's keep it going now this one's just a personal favorite i just put in here because i can't not have them on my pay-per-view and then the other guy is probably the best wrestler week to week for wwe from aew i have the former heavyweight champion hangman adam page taking on another weirds mobile from wwe this time it's seth Rollins. Yeah, great matchup. Great. Yeah. The, great the, stories the, to be told there. Great dichotomy and just like, between the characters. Yeah, the ordinary cowboy shit. Hey, I'm here to try my best and win the matches versus the Messiah weirdo. Check out these weird outfits. I laugh for no reason. Riddler type Seth Rollins. That's fun. That is fun. We encourage you, by the way, listeners uh, to the podcast, catch us live like we do on Thursday nights here on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter at the same damn time, about 7.30 p.m.-ish U.S. Central Standard Time Zone, the one true time zone, God's favorite time zone. Um, you engage with us, right? Discuss with us, talk with us. Uh, as Devil Vamp is doing here, he said, hell yeah, CM Punk versus Cody, absolutely. And he also said, Tom, yo, mm-hmm. low-key, I want to see Riddle shoot on someone someday. Whew. Well... And that's what I'm saying with Matt Riddle. I think he's one of the most interesting wrestlers in all of pro wrestling because he has the legitimate background of breaking you down in any way he wants to. He could make you suffer if he wanted to. But then the lovable, hey, 
is that your is that your nephew over there? Yeah, I'll take a picture with him. And he'll give you a fist bump. He might, you know, give you a hug if you ask for one. And he's just going to be walking around with a smile on his face. I think that contrast of style of fighting and style of personality is, is amazing. All right, here we go. So that was Hangman Adam Page versus Seth Rollins. And so obviously, let's get into the main event here. This is, you know backbone of the company as you could say it it is obviously the undisputed champion from wwe roman reigns taking on the definition of what AEW is kenny omega mm. right mm, okay reigns versus omega yeah i mean you almost have to do that right yeah i mean that just feels like you know the first wrestler you think of even though he might not be your favorite from both companies is probably Roman from WWE and Kenny Omega from AEW. So what do you think? You like that card? Oh yeah. I, um, I think the things maybe I would have done different is I'm itching to see a showdown between Eddie Kingston and Kevin Owens. Ooh. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Yeah. I mean, same thing, right? The promo battles. That's a similar, like, Motherfucker, I drugged myself here. I wasn't supposed to be here. Be like, motherfucker, I wasn't supposed to be here. <laughs> um, I think you missed a golden opportunity to have Orange Cassidy against Sami Zayn. Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yep, I love Sami Zayn um, too. Yep, I like that. I'm putting Cena against MJF. So Cena was someone I considered, mm -hmm. but I was thinking, I was trying to be as true as of like right now like mm -hmm, you know yeah. he's not an act but yes Cena well, I mean, versus he, MJF. yeah i mean it might be yeah <laughs> but Cena versus mjf is, is pretty great i'm doing barack lesnar against wardlow oh that's a good one mm -hmm, that's big that's mm -hmm. big meaty men slapping big meat. meaty men slapping meat devil vamp saying oh tim yes please and man i hear that so many times each day <laughs> um <laughs> That's all I got for now. That's the only, yeah, that's just me saying that. Until <laughs> Vince says, damn. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there's so many great matchups we could have. And honestly, let's do it. Fuck it. We don't have to have this Monday Night Wars, right? Like, yeah, I mean, they're going to compete because they are businesses in the same industry. But you can also compete and also work with somebody at the same time. So, yeah, yeah that'd be great. One of my dream matches between the two promotions, but I didn't include it because one, he's not there, even though he's rumored to come back that I wanted to do. And I mentioned it, I think on a past episode was orange Cassidy versus Bray Wyatt. Oh, I just think yes. those two weirdos would just be the funnest thing in the world. I mentioned for this Wyndham return, whenever we yeah. see, did you hear uh, recently? Cause he hired uh, a trademark lawyer to trademark Wyndham six and it's the same trademark lawyer who does AEW's trademark Ooh. law stuff so Ooh. now okay. that person also does things for other people but right so everybody's kind of in the oh is this a, a hint is this a and Wyndham this six i don't know what that means i don't either i do not know either um hey so that was my fantasy card uh by all means uh, hashtag tweet the table or send an email and let us know what your fantasy matchups would be. If it's a little bit longer than a one or two tweet thread that you want to send to us, by all means, tableshow at gmail.com. You could say 
Tom, your matches were silly. This is what you should do. Tim, yours was decent, but you could have went longer and a little bit better with these kind of matchups. Because one thing I also did not include, which is a staple of both promotions, is multi-man matches, right? I didn't do a triple threat or a yeah. ladder match. You just do a, a rumble match with everybody else. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, the a rumble the matches, chair match. Yeah. The rumble <laughs> match, if they did a rumble match, that would have to be won by Kevin Owens in my in my thing because Kevin Owens is the best friend of Adam Cole and the young bucks, but then he's been with WWE for eight or nine years now. You know what I mean? So yeah. That would be my yeah. For that. Does ROH make any appearance in this glory well, so, hole? I mean, kind of, but like that was the hard, cause that was one of the other hardest things to, to consider here was FTR is the best tag team in 2022. Yeah. We didn't even mention FTR. Right. But like, I didn't want to put them in there with the Usos because they've wrestled the Usos, right? Yeah. I was trying to go with like, oh my God, I've never seen these two worlds collide before. True. So that's why I yeah. kind of so stayed away from the ones, the it. crossover that already exists, like Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson. I was yeah. thinking, where would I put him in this card? But then I was like, nobody Yeah. wrestled everybody over there. Yeah. And everyone in Daniel Bryan versus Almost, I guess. Yeah. Daniel <laughs> Bryan Danielson. Well, Brian yeah, Brian Danielson. Danielson. Brian Danielson versus Lashley. That's what I would do. Or Chad Gable. Let's get him away I from Otis. That was yeah. yeah. You can't do that at the moment, but you know. But I mean, yeah, that yeah. that'd be that'd be a yeah, banger. FTR has to have a, man, and well, them see, boys. We can well, get see, them in here somewhere. If we did our right. Age. Yeah, there you go. That's what I would do. Okay, so let's do a uh, let's do a, a four way match: Street Profits, Young Bucks, uh, Briscoes, FTR. There you go. Like that. Because the Street Profits haven't interacted with the FTR uh, right. tag team. So there right. you go. Yeah. Street Profits are great. I love I like them. both of those guys a lot. And by the way, I'm seeing this a lot on my Twitter timeline because, again, you, you know, because you like to tweet, then something similar, which I just stop it. I didn't, I'm not following them, so don't show it to me, but I've been seeing it. Uh, rumor has it that but follow I'm trying us. to break it. Yeah, follow <laughs> us, please. But like, if you're following us, hopefully you're only seeing our stuff and not another podcast is what I'm getting at here. But um, apparently the rumor is they're trying to break up the street profits because they like Montez Ford. We've discussed this before. Um, Angelo Dawkins is the star. He's the here. cool one. Yeah, yeah he's, he's the actually cool one. Yeah, Montez Ford is the athlete. Now, Montez Ford is going to give you the highlights of jumping out of the building, doing a frog splash jumping out of the ring remember during the uh like the height of covid when they were doing the empty arena uh raw and smackdowns and he did that backflip and no one caught him yeah and just landed. That, yeah yeah that was in the thunderdome right i don't was that just a raw no or that something? was pre-thunderdome it was pre-thunderdome like and it was the, just uh, like, like empty arena that's right yeah <laughs> just... thunderdome bastard yeah but pre-Thunderdome, when it was just the PC that they were wrestling in. COVID. Man. I mean, we're still in it. But anyhow. That, oh, let's get into something probably that actually up again, happened. Honestly, anyway. So let's talk about something that actually happened. So that was my fantasy matchups. Tim gave you a couple of fantasy matchups as well. But last night, we actually had a pro wrestling event. And it was AEW Dynamite. And so, Tim, let's run down kind of what happened and our hot takes on the week. That was an AEW, at least so far. So we kicked off with a street fight for the TNT Championship. Challenger Wardlow taking on champion Scorpio Sky. 
Tim, what'd you think? Man, I thought we were going to get a drag this out and street fight so they'll find a way to put him down. But try to stop Wardlow if you dare, right? And honestly, that's probably the good move, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. you could drag it out, but we've already seen him beat up 20, 30 dudes. So, you know, I mean, they, they put the numbers on him here, but it was relatively easy still for Wardlow, and it was a Wardlow must pose moment, but I think it, you're still riding that wave. He's still so over. And, I mean, when and you I, see him, you're just kind of like, look at this motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Looking Wardlow. And I think also on top of that, this gave him the second gear. You know what I mean? So, obviously, he was right high on the MJF thing, and the, the, the security guards – for what it was, was very funny. You go back and show that to some non-wrestling fan. Yeah. Like, that motherfucker must be a badass. It's like, he is, right? But that didn't really have much legs to the story. This was a championship match. So obviously the story is ingrained in the title match, right? Now we're going to continue to talk about the rest of uh, the night's matches and, and, and moments. But if I was booking this because of how it was presented afterwards, Wardlow becoming your new TNT champion, with the confetti, with the fire, that would have been my last image of this episode. Would have been Wardlow standing there with the belt, all the flames behind him. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week or see you Friday night. And then AEW's done. That had a this had a little bit more pizzazz to it than what the actual main event was, which was, again was very good. And we'll talk about it here in just a second. All right, so let's get into. Another just uncomfortable banger of a promo from Christian Cage, this time being assisted, uh, not with a promo, but just being in the vicinity of him, Luchasaurus. And he's talking about why did he turn his back on Jungle Boy? Why did Luchasaurus team with Christian Cage? Interesting part here was before they could actually tell us the reason all the stilt legs over there, Matt Hardy, he comes walking out and he interrupts him. So first off, Tim, what'd you think about? We didn't actually get the reason. And then second, what'd you think about the promo and Matt Hardy and all of that? So great way to elongate the story and build on this Christian heat. And I, I keep harkening back to when I listened to bully Ray on busted open. And he was after the very first Christian drops, the, the bomb promo of your dad is dead. Lol. Uh, and he said, oh, you think he's like, what's next? Like Christian's going to show you, right? Like he's going to have more and it's going to oh, yeah. be worse. And he just keeps reloading that gun. And when Matt Hardy came out, honestly, it still took me by surprise. Cause I didn't even fathom that that's where he was going. Right. I honestly was like, eh, why? But I thought, eh, Matt Hardy's good. He'll get beat up by, you know, I mean, all that's rolling in my head. Right. Because we like to keep it storyline based here, and I'm thinking, where's the story leading? I was like, all right, Matt Hardy likes Christian. He's just gonna let him. You know, he's gonna help him build the guys he's trying to build over. He's gonna get worked over by Luchasaurus, right? Easy money. Matt Hardy can take some table bumps or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I didn't even think of what Christian might say, <laughs> and then it all made sense as to why it was Matt Hardy, right? Like, yeah, when he goes after Jeff Hardy. Says now you're making it seem like you're the sober brother. Like <laughs> the or crowd he was is the sober brother, right? Yeah. And it was just like the crowd is just like is <laughs> always just in such shock, and I, I'm just grinning. It's so I need this Christian in my life to help motivate me to do things. Right? He'd be like, "Look at you, you're a fat piece of shit." 
Like, look at you. You know that stomach is overhanging, right? Like, you know your wife's looking the other way at other dudes, right? And you'd be like, fuck, he's right, right? Like, I got to go to the gym, right? Like, I got to go after would, yeah. Like, I need somebody to fucking slap me into reality. Like, Christian is slapping everybody else into reality, and I love it. Now, I will say, Matt Hardy did have a good line that was just a generic line. But when he said that Christian was the Michael Jordan of being an asshole, I thought that <laughs> yeah. was that's oh, a good line. Yeah. But, and I love how Christian was just like, oh, why are you out here? Because you're just trying to, like, capitalize which off is, my which is, like, what Matt Hardy has been lately. And he even had to be like, I did do that. You're right. But I don't like that about myself anymore. And he's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Put man. him through a table. Put him through a table. Yeah. Oh. I, I thought it was good. Now, one thing that I saw as far as a reaction from it when I was live tweeting at Table Show on Twitter, which again, we'll simulcasting right now. Um, but when people were like, oh, that crossed the line. Oh, you know, he could say something about Jungle Boy's dad, who is dead. But Jeff Hardy is crossing the line. Look, if we're breaking kayfabe here for a moment, we all know that connected at the hip, it seems like for the rest of their lives are the Dudley's edging christian and the hardy boys like they're not gonna do something yeah. with like malice it's going to be hey i'm a heel here jeff will understand jeff or hardy jeff allowed wwe to have seamus throw piss in his face on the idea that he was still drinking like yeah exactly jeff hardy's fine with this if i had yeah, exactly right especially coming from christian if it was coming from a ricky starks well maybe not but like Pretty sure it wasn't real piss but you know who knows you know exactly and Vince again, likes the joke yeah. Christian having the relationship he does with the Hardys, I think everything was breaking kayfabe. Okay. But again, fire line and Matt Hardy for, for his own right did. Okay. I just wonder, I, I assume we're going to get Luchasaurus versus Matt Hardy out of this because Luchasaurus put him through a table. I don't think that that's where the story should go, but here's my follow-up to this segment. Yeah. But if he gets to beat somebody up and like I, Matt Hardy would sell for this guy to make him look like he damn near killed him and, of course, and ripped him of in course. half. So my follow-up to this segment, my thought came to to me was, uh, when do when do you think we see Jungle Boy come back? Is it a pay-per-view that we wait so for? So I don't know is because it... I guess there, so. There's a legit injury going on here, right? I mean, I I don't I know. Don't, is there? I thought, but I don't know. Maybe that's I don't. I mean. Look, it, everyone in AEW seems like they're hurt right now, which is odd because yeah. they only wrestle one time a week. But like, I don't know because I, I don't think you need Jungle Boy anytime soon. Christian is making Jungle Boy more over without him even being there. And the more we can drag it out, and I am a believer now that like we can keep dragging this out for a little while, get that it, it's first up, it's somebody against Luchasaurus and Luchasaurus murders this person with be it matt, matt hardy, hardy or a yeah. matt hardy representative whatever even if we think like oh man this is a contender to luchas luchasaurus murders them absolutely murders them and christian literally dances on their grave right like he's he just shit talks them and then maybe then maybe you sprinkle in a run-in and then a jungle boy promo and a fuck you and and man i hope christian's helping jungle boy write the return promos here because that's the thing that's been lacking from the jungle boy right is oh yeah great love the song love the gimmick you know we know who his dad is everybody loved that guy um, he looks good he, he looks, looks great looks like, yeah. right looks like an underwear model fucking mm -hmm. you know what i mean he's got some sideburn chops going on we all love it but 
give me a reason to care if he gets beat up or not. And now I fucking care, right? And I love mm-hmm. Christian. I said this to a, a friend, Todd Countryman. Shout out Todd Countryman. Uh, I, Christian is nearing a top five all time favorite for me at this point. If if he's not there, right? Like he's he might be in that six to ten range if I had to to rank them all out now. And he's just as much as I love him. He's so good at his job because now I want Jungle Boy to kill him. I want Jungle Boy to beat the ever-loving shit out of him. That's how good Christian is here. And so if we can get some solid promos out of Jungle Boy, that might get him up into that next level. And that this is what's key is exactly what you said. Because honestly, what I feel like with Jungle Boy right now is he's in that phase of his career where Sammy Guevara was a few months back, where – we're trying to make Sammy Guevara a thing. Now with Sammy Guevara, it was his athleticism. Check out what he'll do in a ladder match against Cody, which again was really cool and incredible. But then it became, well, he's got a hot girlfriend. And you're like, well, he already he already looks better than me. And then he also gets the hot girl. Again, back to what didn't work for Roman Reigns. These good looking people who are surrounded by other good looking people, I don't feel sympathetic for. Yeah. yeah you know? Yeah. And so with Jungle Boy breaking kayfabe again we know because they've posted it on their own social media that uh jungle boy is dating anna j another very attractive person on the aw roster if you start to just do the what he can do moves and someone likes him you're gonna get sammy guevara 2.0 so right now christian does need to keep driving up the heat of jungle boy sucks jungle boy sucks jungle boy sucks my thing is i just can't see it yet and eventually we will but like that moment where like you said luchasaurus and christian are just demolishing x wrestler and then the save oh yeah is jungle boy or whatever it is yeah honestly that's a big worry because like even as i as i think it right I can't mentally picture Jungle Boy coming in and beating up Christian, let alone Christian and Luchasaurus, right? Like maybe Christian, right? You you, you can I can meet meet you there, right? Like yeah, oh, he yeah. goes in those hands; they're thing. not too wildly different sized. Right. Um, and you know, I know they did a hell of a job building Rey Mysterio, even though he's undersized to a bunch of guys. But mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, this is gonna be a tough one. It's going to have to be a, like, that. that's kind of a one, two, three kid situation where he pulls something out of his ass, if that makes sense. So here you go. One thing that came to my mind as you said that, right, is, man, that's not really believable that Jungle Boy would beat up. Just grunge, angry, like, you said shit well, about my mom, I'm ready to fucking fight you. Man, Luchasaurus wins that ten times out of nine, doesn't he? Well, so then hear me out on this. Maybe the big moment is... Christian then gets fed up with Luchasaurus. He's not making him the big money. He's doing the finger poke of Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus, you idiot. Luchasaurus, you dumbass. And then Jungle Boy comes out to save Luchasaurus from Christian Cage. Christian Cage rolls out of the ring, and then we get the embrace and the reuniting of Jurassic Express. Uh, See, I still... Yeah, that's true. Then Then they just go on... Then right. they just go on as the tag team that's built, which sure might be better long term, but I still, yeah, I I feel like Luchasaurus fits better as a heel. If that makes sense without the whole tag team. He fits he fits better right now as a heel 
because Wardlow occupies the space that Luchasaurus would be occupying if Wardlow yeah. wasn't there, right? Yeah, true that. And so, but I could see them doing that because on one hand, yeah, you might you may want to get the Luchasaurus versus Jungle Boy Jack Perry match to then get to Christian. But you could just have Christian egomaniac shits the bed ruins his opportunity with luchasaurus which then brings him back to jungle boy and now christian is like you know running around trying to find people to have his back while jurassic express is trying to find him in the backstage you got so that's how they that's how what happens is is he starts the finger poke you know not even the finger poke of doom right like the you idiot the wardlow treatment from mjf jungle boy makes the save and they're like that's it now you go find a partner well, he can't find a partner because everybody's like, no, man, you're a dick. You spent here the last three things saying the worst things ever. He's got no friends. Even Cutie Marshall's like, fuck you, right? Right. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Everybody. And then just, you know what I mean? Then it, it, he has to go at him two on one and they work his ever loving ass. He sells pillar to post. And then the that's fucking, the, oh, yeah. oh, 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 right. at the end of the thing. Yeah, I can see that happening. Easy. Yeah. That could. Well, we'll see. Again, we got some options. And so far, like I've said uh, in multiple episodes in the past, AEW is yet to tell a real shit of a story. So I'm optimistic about yeah, what we're going next. The thing I just don't see is like, I don't see Jungle Boy. The thing you would do after this, a successful thing where he was like, I'm coming out. I'm going to finally topple Christian who's been slandering everybody and anything. And I defeat his Lucha Kane, right? His mm-hmm. dinosaur Kane. Well, then he's a main event guy, and I just don't see. Well, so again, Boy if there. I'm booking it, if I'm booking it, let's have some fun here. Let's just go into an alternate universe real quick. If I'm booking that, if I'm booking that um, Jungle Boy overcomes the odds of Christian Cage and all the bad things that he did to him mentally and physically, right? Then there's your mid tier baby face. Well, over here, Eventually, the steam's going to run out of, well, he just powerbombed another guy. I'm turning Wardlow heel. And I'm saying now he's an egomaniac. He's powerbombing everyone because what the fuck are you going to do about it? And then Jungle Boy says, I just took out a legend. You ain't a fucking legend. Let's go one-on-one for the TNT championship. I like it. That's what I do. Okay. So now let's move on to a tag team match where there was a missed opportunity for two reasons. But it was Keith Lee, who I mentioned in my uh, fantasy card here, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland taking on the Butcher and the Blade. And Tim, before I get my kind of hot take here, what did you think of this matchup? What did you think of the result? All the fun stuff. It's fine. I mean, I just, um, it was fine. I, I, I think we're getting that story told more of the Swerve Strickland, Keith Lee thing, right? I They've been playing this going for a while, but I just, I think kind of what you said, like Butcher and Blade, I need more out of them, right? That's what well, I so, kind of kept coming away with. But it's like, I, I like these guys too much to see them just as fodder for every other storyline. Exactly. And so real quick here, let me try to find uh, where we got this. Because what I asked on uh, Twitter during the live stream uh, or during when I was tweeting uh, was that Butcher and the Blade, name the last time without looking up when they won on dynamite they have no clue exactly and so you had an opportunity to do two things here one as you mentioned create that dissension between keith lee and swerve strickland keith lee pounced swerve strickland but they still won you could have them lose right there 
and then Butcher and the Blade get yeah. a victory. Hey, they now have a victory. And then that dissension story keeps playing out, right? So what do you yeah. think about that part first? Uh, I, I agree. I think that's the way they should have gone. I'm, I'm looking at the YouTube chat here, and Devil Vamp says Keith Lee sucks. And I kind of want to kind of agree to an extent. I don't think Keith Lee sucks, right? Like, he's athletic. He's got charisma. Crowd likes him. But I do think it's the same shtick. It is the, when we talk about like Cena's five moves of doom, it is Keith Lee. It's like, go out there, throw a guy, pose, everybody sing the song, next thing, right? Throw a guy, pose, right? And it's it's just so formulaic that I'm like, okay, I get it. Like, I can tell you how the Keith Lee match is going to go. So I, I kind of, I thought we were getting a little more in-depth storytelling, and we are to an extent with this yeah. swerve in our glory are friends but are not friends thing mm -hmm. but we just kind of we've got to hit it now right like you said build to it more let them lose because they ran into each other and butcher mm -hmm. and blade standing there looking like the badasses that they look like but don't appear to actually be so the two things that i'll say here one i asked that question on twitter at table show when was the last time without looking it up that butcher and blade won on tv now, at AEW Metrics responded to us, and they said, I knew it had to have been over a year, so they looked it up, which credit to them, at AEW Metrics. Follow them for all the kind of fun stats uh, from the AEW TV shows. But they said, as, intrigued. as a the duo, November 2020 was the Ooh. last time they got a victory. It was over uh, Pac and Ray Phoenix. Uh, their last win over... Uh, their la their last win overall was in a 10-man tag team match as part of the HFO in March of 2021. Still, March of 2021 as a 10-man was the last time they got a victory. Last time they got a victory as a tag team was November 2020. I feel like every wrestler in AEW should follow AEW metrics so that when they get that, they can go to AEW and be like, look, we need some money. This? Yeah, we need some money, or fool. Give me a win. Yeah, or give me a win. Give me right? a win, or give me some money, man. Because I am like I'm putting everybody over over here. Right. Exactly. Now the thing I'll say about Keith Lee is is two things. One, I appreciate Keith Lee for not being a black wrestler stereotype. Yeah, that's one of the things of that I definitely appreciate. It's not crime time. It's not our truth. Yuck, 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 and falls down backstage. That is refreshing to see a person of color represented as a smart man who can handle his smart, own charismatic man that everybody wants exactly. to be. Yep. The second thing on the other side of the coin is I think a lot of the Keith Lee love is fill in the blank. Like you said, you're kind of getting of the same Keith Lee each and every week. And a lot of the love is, but because he's smart, he does this. And it's like, no, you're, you're telling me the things you want him to be. He's not actually giving you that. So for as much as I do appreciate the originality, unfortunately, of what he is in the pro wrestling world as a black man, I do need a little bit more of, so like, did you go to Harvard? Right. Like, why do we care at this point? Like, exactly. Yeah. Give me some again, more reasons why we care. Because he is such a man beast. I need some believability as to when he might be in peril and I need to root for him and hope that he overcomes the odds. Here's the thing. Uh, this is for the nerds that listen. 
uh, stealing a little bit from a comic book, make him Beast from X-Men. Remember how Beast, the blue X-Men guy, was... No clue what fun- the fuck you're talking about. You don't know? Okay, X-Men. So, you know, there's Wolverine. All I mean, I know, shit, know that the don't. X-Men exists, and I know Wolverine's one of them. And Cyclops, right, Wolverine's I think. One of them. Yep, that's the other one. There's another one. He's a big blue guy. His name oh, so is there's three Beast. of them. Oh, there's a lot of them. There's Storm. There's a bunch of them. Yeah, you no. ever watched the movie with Holly Berry? No. Holly I've Berry? watched a fat zero of pretty much all of those superhero movies. you never seen Holly the Berry Iron movie? Man's, the, hey. the fucking... Hey. No. You ain't watching a Holly Berry movie? No, I'm also not all that into Holly Berry now. Yeah. What? How have we done this podcast for nine years? No, I know I'm you are out. very annoying. <laughs> I'm what aware the... of that. I've heard. I'm aware. But, uh, oh you know. My God. So, yeah. anyhow, Beast. So, Beast is a blue. You played Street Fighter, right? Yeah. Remember Blanca, the green fucking thing that would electrocute? Yeah. So, it looked like that, except for he was blue. But then he was like the smartest guy in the whole faction. Like he was the one that like the strategy here would be to go around the back door. And, you know, so like, that's what I would want Keith Lee to be. It's always the strategy. Man, go in the back door. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Holly Berry. Anyhow. (laughs) (laughs) Direct all of your Twitter hates at TMAC underscore 816 on Twitter. (laughs) Go sign that if you anything. God damn. So. Uh, we actually got what I thought was one of the most impressive promos of the year after this match. And it was kind of song and dance a little bit where rinse and repeat, but powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks comes out. Now powerhouse Hobbs started off the promo, which I thought was interesting. That was pretty fun. How he came out and was like, you guys suck your punk ass bitches. But then Ricky Starks takes the microphone and for all I know, this was a shoot. And he gets so upset that Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland think that they're even close enough to being on their level and works himself into like a mid-90s Ric Flair promo where his red in the face, I think he took his shirt off, he's going up and down the aisle. What do you think of first off of Team Taz getting so kind of out of character, but, you know, same kind of thing? This is what we need more of if we're going to have them out here doing things. Like Ricky Starks losing his shit was great to see, right? And then Mm -hmm. I love that he's – Hobbs isn't even holding him back, and he's not even asking Hobbs to hold him back. He's just so round up. He's just grabbing Hobbs by the fucking – overalls or whatever he's wearing he's like you fucking understand what i'm saying <laughs> like shaking him and he's like hey motherfucker <laughs> like calm down yeah, but it was great it literally it felt real it felt like he was so mad that they got the tv time this week and yeah. it just it should have been team taz it, it honestly uh, looked like night. you know i obviously none of that was playing and hobbs was kind of like what the fuck like okay all right yeah i'm supposed to look mean right now <laughs> That's funny. yeah that was great so after Ricky Starks cuts the promo of his life, we then get the dorkiest team in AEW, maybe the dorkiest tag team in all of pro wrestling, uh, the Young Bucks walking out. And here is where, oh, Chef's Kiss. Chef's Kiss of the Week goes to the crowd in Rochester for them just shitting on the bullshit that that the young bucks try to pass off yeah. as being cool. Mm-hmm. They're trying to, oh, we're the bit, we're the bit, and they're saying nothing. They're taking up 10 minutes of saying nothing. 
to the point where the crowd just says, you know, who the fucking real best is it's FTR. And they just drown them out to the, where they have to acknowledge the crowd. Like, Oh, we're better yeah. than them too. The fuck you are. No, yeah. <laughs> and FTR was the star of this segment to close out uh this promo at the end yeah love it and anytime anybody can shit on the young bucks i'm all here for it uh devil vamp uh in the youtube by the way there's about a 15 second delay from what we're saying to what airs to youtube so sometimes these chats are behind yeah. he says tim you're a liar and i'm like yeah but like i don't know what you meant and then he says oh you remember a 90 year old video game old man well yeah i did we've been doing this show for fucking like 30 years yeah, Street Fighter. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. yeah. I'll send you. I used to who, went to the arcade mm -hmm. in the local mall to play Street Fighter. I would dump physical oh, yeah. quarters in it. Yeah, I'm an old man. Oh, yeah. Oh, I remember. But because I'm an old man, lot. I'm not watching these shitty comic book movies. <laughs> but the, in the defense, those movies came out in like the early 2000s. That's why I thought you may have watched them. Oh, Anyhow. no. Um, no, I was busy okay. being cool overseas. Easy. Uh, so after <laughs> FTR comes out as really the, the stars of that, uh, promo segment, uh, we get Malachi black talking about how Brody King is going to beat John Moxley, uh, in the main event. Okay, fine. Now, after that, we get what I thought, honestly, even though Swerve Strickland and, and Keith Lee winning wasn't something that I would have done. I think honestly, the biggest miss was the next segment here and we get Eddie Kingston in the ring and Eddie Kingston is talking about how Chris Jericho, you didn't bleed. So I'm not done with you. And that's fine. Also earlier in the night, we got uh, Claudio versus Jake Hager, I believe next week for night one of fighter fest, but Eddie Kingston does the, Hey, I've grown up. Look at this congratulations uh blackpool combat club C congratulations claudio as, as well i've grown up right that was funny but then jericho interrupts and look sometimes we need a take two but ruby soho getting up to then like position her hand in between the car and the door for then Tay Conti to shut the door did not look great. Did not look great. And I also, I don't know. I mean, like I, I understood we've been told that they're friends, right? But like, Ruby I don't need any more help getting behind it at Kingston, right? Ruby Soho is not the person I'm here to like, think needs or honor defended right like i just don't feel like this was a good fit for any of this i think it was a good fit for giving something for tay conti and ruby soho to do i think well, them there, having yeah, a feud fantastic i don't necessarily think we needed eddie kingston to be a part of this segment i think we could have yeah. easily just said chris jericho grabs the microphone hey guess what blackpool combat club and santana ortiz and eddie kingston we got your girl and then boom. And then Ruby Soho and Tay Conti go off and do their thing. Right. Because yeah. the other thing that I thought was a miss is Tay Conti shuts the door on Ruby Soho's arm. Right. Yep. But then we don't get a reaction from Eddie Kingston for all we know. He's fucking just walking backstage, just going to go to catering as he usually does. Like what the, like show his anguish. So his pain that his friend just got his, her arm damn near broke. Right. Yeah. 
Uh, Devil Vamp in the uh, chat says, what's a quarter? And it's about $100 of the good stuff, but hit me on the DMs for that. Um, uh, yeah, man, I um, look, I just, I'm not, I haven't been into the Ruby Soho, wasn't into the Ruby Riot. Yeah. I just don't. Now, it does seem, again, breaking kayfabe and kind of going through the, the fourth wall or whatever you want to call it there. It does seem like Ruby Soho and Eddie Kingston are legit friends. So it is kind of cool that like they would have this on-screen friendship, which is fine. Um, and it's a good way to get at Eddie Kingston. I just think with blood and guts, that needs to be the end, right? Like, yeah, we're done. Well, and I thought we were transitioning to the Cesaro issue. Right. And, I, hey, I'm going to give Jake Hager his credit. One of the better promos I've heard Jake Hager deliver in his oh, little show. Just because he didn't right. stutter. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> let's give that man a round of applause and a fucking salute. Well, and also Claudio. Mm-hmm. He didn't. Remember when he's like, when you get into this ring and the ring is, is round, but it has four corners and the ropes. Remember when he it, cut that stupid ass promo? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, but honestly, like, I mean, this all, I was like, all right, you guys did good. Today. Like, uh, let's see these, these fucking dudes throw down. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, that was, yeah, that was, it wasn't bad, which right. is a good, it's a plus for right. them too, as far as on the mic. Um, okay. It was, it was like a, who's going to fuck up first. Right. <laughs> 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 who's gonna who's gonna need to take three yeah. uh, which one we already let me run that back one. no we're live yeah. pal <laughs> yep uh okay so again another underwhelming finish but it was a fun match and it was a good uh presentation to someone who i've heard about but honestly never seen live uh next up we get pinta oscuro taking on rush or i guess Roosh. Roosh. why 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 is anyone saying it that way I don't know. Is that the Spanish way to say it? We're in New York. Like what the fuck? I, I just, I, I just sidebar sidebar real quick. I English language is made up. Is this of a so Lana many... Lana thing about the happen? Well, no, 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 a little bit, but like <laughs> the English language is made up of so many other languages that if we were to legitimately put the accents and the uh, correct pronunciation of all the words like we'd be here forever right so like it's rush in fucking america so just can you be rush because it's not even your real name you know what i mean yeah i kind of don't like these one like i didn't like edge i don't like rush i don't like well i just don't like roosh right like like yeah roosh but i'm just even so to like you're saying to now say it in a different way than we colloquially would say it in america yeah i um the th- only thing i took away from this match was i was like oh, i didn't realize roosh was this solid like he's you know what i mean he's a fit dude oh, it was a fant- it was a fantastic match it was very you know uh checks all the boxes off for a standard lucha libre match in 2022 the other thing and i said this uh on our twitter at table show uh, we've got to find something new for Penta to lose. Not everyone can fucking take his mask. Everyone takes his mask. Yeah. Or hear me out, lose the mask then. Yeah. This is where we keep going. Yeah, because it's either two things. Either one, lose the mask, or two, I'm eventually going to just think you're stupid because everyone's doing it. Matt Jackson did it. Nick Jackson did it. Andrade did it. Uh, now Roosh did it. I mean, all these people are just taking your mask. I even yeah, think double uh, not this thing. 
Yeah, like fucking sew it to your head. I don't know. Like, fuck are we doing if you want this mask thing thing so bad? I don't know. Maybe it can be. Surgeries are crazy. Tattoo it on. Tattoo your fucking mask on. There you go. Tattoo your mask on. Episode title. There it is. There (laughs) it is. All right. Then we follow that up with, because we're in Rochester, we've got to do the Dark Order segment. And again, nothing's wrong with it, but this was... This could have been done on elevation or dark. That's how I felt. Yeah. Well, yeah. What I, we got. I even liked the the proclamation from Evil Uno, right? Like we're here to stay because everybody's leaving, right? The Dark Order, like we keep hearing that everybody's out, everybody's out. It's thinning down. That's fine. It could be thinned down. It could actually have an actual purpose now. Like I know it had a purpose. The guy died. That was sad, a super sad deal. So, like, that thing kind of had to take a pause, right? And they did well with being the lovable losers and whatever. But I, I kind of am ready for the Dark Order to do something. Let's let's let, you know, Negative One, it's great if we're going to say Negative One runs it because it was his dad's thing and, you know what I mean, they, they still follow the dad and so he lives through mm-hmm. him. But you can still let him be sinister or be something, dark. Or just have direction, right? Right, there's so many times throughout history, if you ever read a history book, not you, just the general you, where there have been children as kings in the Roman Empire, right? There, That has happened where fathers have died. The next in line was a 12-year-old boy. So, like, we can play off of those things that have actually happened in history, and negative one can be some type of leader for the Dark Order. And like you said, Colt Cabana is gone. John, uh, uh, five, Alan Angels is gone. Uh, the, the other guy that was tag team partners with Evil Uno, he's gone. So, like, we were, we're down three, right? I just think, hey, we're in Rochester. We don't always have to do the, this was John, uh, not John Silver, but this was um, Brody Lee's hometown. So, we've got to honor him. It's like, we can, we can not for, like, it's okay to... We, we do the, it's Wednesday night. You know what that means? We do that each and every week. So it's not like we're forgetting who Brody Lee was. So I don't know if this was needed. The other thing that was a little disappointing, even though I tell you what, his smile will always melt my heart. But Cutie Marshall comes out, our favorite, and he cuts down negative one. But before he could actually get this match with negative one, which in which he was trying to get, which was kind of weird that he wanted to fight a child. Hangman Adam Page comes out and he gives the old, how's your father? It's a cutie Marshall, throws him in there. Dark Order gets all their moves off. Uh, what do you think about Hangman, even though he's not in the Dark Order, but he's associated with them in this segment and the whole thing? Do you think this is a good direction for Hangman or what comes out of this? Anything? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like... Look, we definitely don't need Hangman versus Cutie Marshall, right? Like, that's not a thing. So, right. I, yeah, I just felt like it was a throwaway, and it was there for the Rochester crowd because that's where Brody was from. And it was like, remember remember Brody? Which is, you know, I get it. I don't, I don't hate it, but it just I felt throwaway. I don't either, throwaway. but and, and again, I, the reason I don't hate it is for this reason, is there's still so much talent. I know I said everyone's hurt, right? Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Brian Danielson, CM Punk, all of this talent, top level talent is hurt. But like, we still didn't get a match from Miro or Aleister Black or our new All Atlantic champion, 
uh, Pac, you know, there were other people that we could have used in this two hour time period that we only get once a week live on TBS, where we didn't need that segment again. I don't hate it. You could have done it. It could have just been used differently. That's all I would say. All right, let's get into the saddest moment, maybe of the year, Tim. I cried. I hearkened back to a simpler time because it was a simpler time. Next up, we had Bear Country, Leon Ruff, and Fuego del Sol taking on the acclaimed and that goddamn gun club also known as the ass boys yeah i'm and sad the biggest the biggest booze of the night i will say without a doubt was as soon as max caster started to rap ass boy balding head guy took the mic away from him and didn't let him do his rap stole it from us tim yeah i um stole the rap from us and then we get at the end of the match here the billy gun sides with the family which is what he should do right and no. and beats up the acclaim right wait again yeah we disagree but um i felt like we should have milked this longer oh tim when anthony bowen gives billy gun the last chance to save himself from what he did to the acclaimed and gives him the scissor says daddy ass. And instead of getting the scissor, he gets a famouser. Oh, Tim, Tim, I could have, I could have cried you a river because I was just heartbroken by this. Now, the good thing that I will say that comes out of this, which also should be interesting, is now, by factor of pro wrestling trope, the acclaimed are the baby faces. So how will that affect, one, the, the rap of, of, um, of uh, what's his name? Oh, you know, Max Caster. Max Caster, there you right. Go. Yeah. Went a little brain fart there of Max Caster, and then also what will happen for like their anti-hero type of thing? Is are going to keep going with it? We'll see what happens. I mean, I, I'm I'm all excited for this like acclaimed face run. I just feel like we should have went longer with the Gun Club. You know, this kind of like crossover mm-hmm. and is Daddy ass going to side with them or or the acclaimed? Definitely. All right. So now as we keep going, we get into death taxes. And of course, we get the women's match before the main event. Uh, Now, this was fun. One thing that I thought was interesting here, uh, again, it was the Thunderstorm, as they're calling themselves, champion, AW women's champion, Thunder Rosa, and Tony Storm taking on Nyla Rose and Marina Shafir. The thing that I thought was interesting here is how, if they're going to call themselves the Thunderstorm, well, we've got umbrellas. That's pretty fun. I like that they're going to poke fun at a new tag team name. Credit to them for being original and being heels and trying to get something over. So Nyla Rose and Marina Shafir come out. A couple things here that still didn't totally make sense to me. 
I understand that one time Nyla Rose and Marina Shafir jumped. I believe it was Tony Storm. And that makes them friends, which again, another pro wrestling trope that is just accepted, but not really explained that well. But then where's Vicky Guerrero, right? So Nyla Rose comes out and sometimes she has Vicky Guerrero, but then sometimes she doesn't. And then in this match, Nyla Rose and Marina Shapiro come out with, again, their umbrellas, but no Vicky Guerrero. So that's where I think to myself, so is Vicky Guerrero just a, hey, pal, let's walk down to the ring together and you just yell encouragement to me? Or is it a, this is my advisor, I need her for my travel, for my, you know, itinerary to know the scouting report against my opponents? The, the relationship between Vicky Guerrero and Nyla Rose still hasn't been fully explained. And it's frustrating because it, I think it could be something and they're just not fully going with it. Nonetheless, Thunderstorm comes out, Nyla Rose and Marina Shafir. This match is, you know, checking all the boxes of what you want from a women's matchup. And Thunderstorm gets the victory. And with that, I don't know what we do. So champion is now in a tag team with who was the number one contender that she did beat clean so is tony storm just going to accept this and say hey guess what can't beat them join them so now let's be a tag team because if they're a tag team are we then going to a women's tag team match or women's tag team titles i don't know it just felt like with thunder rosa being the champion we didn't necessarily hit a home run with serena deeb and then we tried to do baby face baby face with tony storm and now your singles champion the top woman in your promotion is now just tag team in it yeah tag yeah. team in it. yeah i'm not not enthused Right, it, to say as little as possible with this, it's just not ringing any bells here. It's not well. And then the other thing, if you if you think about that, consider the second promotion owned by Tony Khan, Ring of Honor, and their champion Martinez is now just tagging with Serena Deeb. So we got Mercedes Martinez and Serena Deeb, frenemies because they haven't faced each other but are an undefeated tag team. And then you go to the women's side of AEW's tag team division or uh, championship division. And it's Thunder Rosa tagging with frenemy Tony storm. And it's like, are you just hitting copy paste for ring of honor and AEW? Cause that's kind of what you're doing. And again, Tony, I know you're watching. Thank you so much. Uh, two things. One, you can be our beer sponsor of the week and two, let us help. I could easily write something better than frenemy champion. We and might do it for contender. beer. I would do it for beer. Tony, hit us up. You got the money, pal. We Tony, know we, it. You know, we'll whatever we'll you do need. Something. Pal. We'll do something look, for. Look, we, we know you got it. We like to party. You should watch the YouTube stream. You should watch the video streams. Well, he does. But well, I mean, everybody listening. Oh, everyone. You can everyone. see the things I'm pointing to when right. I say Tony will do it for, you know. Tony, this is what I'll say to you, pal. 
We love to party. We like Pepsi and Coke. But even if you want to read the Bible, we said we do that with Shawn Michaels. We'll do that with you as well. So we'll cover all facets of whatever you need from us. But let, let's put some more investment into our women's division in both Ring of Honor and AEW because it's kind of in neutral. All right. So, Tim, now let's get into the main event of AEW Dynamite. It is AEW interim world champion John Moxley taking on the number one contender because he won a battle royal the week before, Brody King. And this was this was fun. Again, sure. Yeah. Look, I don't hate this idea, thing- right? So, like, AEW does a good thing about this, right? They'll elevate stars that aren't in that main event level to, you know, a big-time spot. Brody King is not in the main event picture, but he wins a battle royal, which is believable because he's a big, tough bastard. He gets a shot. He gets the title, you know, match. He comes close. He doesn't win it. That's fine. I just don't know if I make that my main event then at that point, right? If person who's outside of the main event picture suddenly gets a match, that's kind of your, like, end of the first hour main event, isn't it? Exactly. And that's where, going back to when we started this recap, make Wardlow, who gets the pomp and circumstance of confetti and fire and all the stuff, make that your image, right? Because, again, John Moxley being your champion, again, interim champion, not true, not undisputed, um, is fine, but that doesn't lead to anything else because because uh, another misfire here in this episode uh, was two things. Uh, first off, as far as the finish, that's a House of Black member who lost and there was no Buddy Murphy or Buddy Matthews, excuse me. There was no Malachi Black. There was no even Julia Hart throwing her little like spookiness at John Moxley. It was just Brody King loses and that's the show, pal. You could have done at least something. We could have got to something. next week, right? And then you get John Moxley and Claudio versus Black and Brody Lee. You know, you get three weeks of matches out of just something as simple as, hey, no, no, you don't beat up. This one could of our have guys. kicked off a Blackpool Combat Club versus House, uh, House of Black, Black? and would have yeah. been a great feud. Those yeah. are two good, like. You know, dark evil versus like whatever, dude. Just line up and I'm gonna punch your teeth down your throat. I don't care that you got spells or you paint your face. Like fuck off. You know what I mean? Like we bring the real darkness. (laughs) And and the other two members of the House of Black are viable contenders for a John Moxley title match, right? John Moxley, Alistair Black, or excuse me, Malachi Black is a great match. And not my kind of match, but I know a lot of people would love Buddy Matthews versus John Moxley. So you could do that as well. But again, we just Wheeler said, Wheeler versus Buddy Matthews is going to set the internet on fire. Oh my goodness. I tell you what, by the way, we got that announcement. Didn't cover it in our breakdown, but we did get that announcement. The ring of honor pay-per-view got a couple matches announced for that event. It's going to be first off FTR versus dim boys, uh, the Briscoe brothers. Then we've got for the pure championship, Willer Utah versus uh, Daniel Garcia. And then, Jay Lethal versus Samoa Joe, who we haven't seen in a while. Samoa Joe, one of the other top talents we haven't seen. Should be good. Uh, I'm excited for it. Should be fun. I I think I'm going to get it, right? It should be a fun event. Well, it'll be interesting to see how they present it and how they light the show. Oh, well, yeah, with this one will be great. The thing that I'm... They're going to bring them lights. It's going to be fantastic. Here's the thing, though. 
let me touch on one more thing that I wanted to talk about with the main event. Then let's talk about Ring of Honor real quick. Um, here's the thing that doesn't make sense, guys and girls, friends and family. You had earlier, about midway point of the match, Brody King gets a rear naked choke on John Moxley and then steps to the bottom rope, which then elevates the feet of John Moxley. And it looks to be, if you just were to take it on face value, John Moxley is unconscious and Brody King releases it and then says like, I still want to kick his ass, right? Okay. But then the finish of this match is John Moxley gets that bulldog choke on Brody Lee. It looks to be Brody Lee is now unconscious, but the referee has to referee call it. That's the it. match. That, right. That's all. And, Why didn't you stop the match earlier when one guy was unconscious, which is what you do in combat sports. Again, right? I know we all know it's fake and we suspend our disbelief, but kind of what Jim Ross has always been right about, as we've said, is like, you still have to act as if you don't just have this fight with no time limit when you have a two hour rigidly timed show, right? You don't have, you know what I mean? Like you, you, you don't punch a guy in the face 25 times and he's got no bruises on his face, right? That's why they had the no fist rules in, in wrestling was to protect wrestling from, well, why didn't you just kick his ass? <laughs> right? Like yeah. that kind of thing. Um, so, you know, you, you can get away with one or two, right? Those kind of things. Like, this is like, if the referee has to stop the match when somebody goes unconscious, which is right, is the correct thing to do because you can no longer defend yourself, so you've lost, that didn't happen earlier. Right. Just make it. And the other Who thing was is the just ref? Was it, it Bryce Remsburg? Yeah. He's a dick. We've discussed this before. <laughs> <laughs> Thought he was supposed to be friends with Moxley, right? But I guess not. Yeah. Guess not. <laughs> No, but just like make it make sense. That's the, that's the thing for me is I understand. Like you said, this is pro wrestling. In some certain circumstances, things don't happen for both guys. So that's fine. But in this match, you told me that the guy's unconscious. We're still going to keep it going, brother. But then at the end, well, no, not now. And that's where it's like, have him tap out, have him tap out. And then it's fine. Then it's totally fine. The referee doesn't look stupid. And both guys look legitimate as far as, well, we didn't stop it the, the first time around because Brody King still wanted to inflict damage. And who am I to stop the match? Right. But then you do it at the end. So again, not the greatest thing. Now let's transition out ring of honor before we get into our tweet, the tables ring of honor. I will say, I think it's going to be uh, uh, very well lit. It'll look professional which credit to the ring of honor promotion. They finally deserve that. But here's, here's the other thing that just, again, I don't want to harp on this, but I'll say it one more time. Make it make sense. So is Willer Yuta a ring of honor wrestler or an AW wrestler? Well, he's a champion in ring of honor. Okay, great. Hey, forbidden door is kind of open. John Moxley is still the GCW heavyweight champion. So it makes sense why he would go over to GCW. Okay, I can explain Willer Yuta. I can explain FTR. But then why does Daniel Garcia get a pure championship match against Willer Yuta? So who's on the Ring of Honor roster and who's on the AW roster? 
That's yeah, the, the thing kind for of me shit is, that I need if you're going to have sister promotions, right? And not Fine. even we're not even going to call it necessarily a main roster developmental situation, right? We're not even going to call right. it that because it's not that. And I agree, it's not that. Um, mm-hmm. But I think one is slightly elevated. And I think oh, yeah. we all acknowledge that. So I think you that's fine with the crossover, right? A guy can be in the fourth guy in a faction on AEW who's a mid-card champion in ROH. That's fine. But that guy's not defending then that ROH championship on Dynamite against AEW character, right? That's right. the stuff. That's where you have to draw the line for me is yeah. if he's the pure champion, all of his pure champion storylines and fights are happening on ROH. Yep. I'll see him with the ROH title in, as his fourth man in the faction, and I'll go, and get- great, I should check out that ROH, and I will. Exactly. That's the point there is, again, we're not trying to say be rigid and only have this world here and that world there, but if the championships are distinguished to promotions, then you have to have promotions having a roster because if they're, they're, they're both the same then who the fuck cares about and the what i will need though is distinct differences between those two brands yeah. that's something nxt does well versus wwe i mean we may not like the branding now but like you can tell it's something different yeah so it's got to be something different right i can't have two tunnels where the good guys come out of one and the bad guys come out of another on roh and the lighting all looks just like i need something a little different something definitely different. and and I will give them credit for keeping the pure championship. Cause again, that takes place under pure championship rules, which means a lot of, you know, right. Cause everything else we do is impure. Rope. Well, but like you can't grab the rope more than three yeah. times. No, and I like that. Yeah. Stuff. Like, yeah. yeah you, so like, great. Right. That's what which makes gives an, an air of like actual rules to it. And fine. Yeah. Well, it just makes that. it different. It just says like this over here is going to be different than what you're going to see on AEW. Right. That's what I, well, I like that. It says like, Hey, we're about Matt based, technical wrestling for this title and so if right. you go outside of the map based technical wrestling too far you You're lose fucked. right yeah and and again i don't mind the idea of you know established champion for ring of honor says hey there's a guy in aw who has a a beef with god well i'm i love god so i'm gonna fight on his behalf miro where you at and then next week ROH champion versus Miro is your fucking thing. That's fine. Cause again, the forbidden door kind of thing, but what you can't have is Daniel Garcia and Willer Yuta wrestle on rampage, but then Willer Yuta and Daniel Garcia wrestle for the pure championship on pay-per-view. Like no, what the fuck ever. We just saw that. Or even what I really don't like is the, like it's AW rampage tonight. The ROH titles on, on the line. Uh, the ROH pure titles on the line. Uh, Wheeler Uta versus Daniel Garcia. It's like, no, that needs to be on an ROH show. Yeah. For me. Now, I'm giving them a little bit of uh, lenience they because don't they don't a have show. a show. Right. Yeah. Right. But yeah, once for they right do, now, yes. And that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, give me a different look and feel. Yeah. Different enough that, like, I don't feel like I'm just watching. Is this Rampage Part Two or, or Dark exactly. or Elevation? Right. Like, I need a different feel and I want yep. some crossover. I even want. Some crossover. Yeah. But some, some, right? Yeah. Some. Make it make sense. Right. There you go. All right. So let's get into 
some shit that probably doesn't make sense. All right. Also sucks. You, the fans, get to tell us what to talk about, even if we don't want to talk about it. <laughs> right? And that typically happens with WWE wrestling. And we invite you to tell us what to talk about by using hashtag tweet the table on Twitter. We are at table show. We are live streaming right now on Twitter to a hope, you know, viewers and you can watch live, but you can always hashtag tweet the table throughout the week and we'll read them right here. Now, all of these surrounding are, are, are surrounding, excuse me, WWE specifically because we had money in the bank. Money in the bank is a big promo. I would say it's what? Or a big uh, premier live event, right? Instead of pay-per-view, whatever. Um, I would say it's the fourth. I would say it's taking it's the over. Fourth? I think it's taking over Survivor Series. Right. Yeah, it's a big deal and a lot of implications on the Money in the Bank matches. And I've never been a huge thing about the gimmick pay-per-views. However, this one fits, right? Mm-hmm. You have the best shot at ever getting a championship that a lot of people might ever get if we're playing a kayfabe world here, right? All you got to do is win this crazy ladder match. Stranger things have happened, and you can suddenly get a title shot that you might not have ever got. I love that. So this one fits as a pay-per-view, like a match-themed pay-per-view, right? I kind of don't like the Hell in a Cell every year, even the Elimination Chamber every year, right? Like I like this, though, because it's a -a once-a-year thing, right? You get this contract, and one person gets it. Well, two, but you know what I mean. Um, So, fine. It's just... We still haven't told great stories over here on the WWE side for these things. So let's get into it here. Let's just start with one of them right here. And Katie brings up uh, an interesting point, which we've discussed is kind of a failing on both of the top two major promotions here in America on television. She says, well, well, didn't expect another women's money in the bank so early. Seriously, why can't the women have a longer run with the money in the bank? I'm happy for Liv and all, but they practically do this every year with the women's match. Hashtag oh. money in the bank, hashtag tweet the table. Um, well, first of all, wasn't it first as well? Like, didn't we? It was the first <laughs> match of the night, which is fine. You know, that, that's you know. a good spot to be in because you typically will remember the first match and the main event. Yeah, okay. Most of the time, right? Yeah. So it's fine. That's yeah. But we don't the get the, like, I'm Mrs. Money in the Bank thing very no. often from the women, right? We got it from Carmella no. once, I feel like. Yep. And then mm-hmm. from there on, it's yeah. Bailey cashes in the same night. Liv Morgan cashes in the same night. Uh, Alexa Bliss cashes in the same night. It's like, you guys don't have a fucking story. You really can't tell a goddamn story with a women's Money in the Bank. You fucking mopes. Like, <laughs> God, Jesus. It's they're fucking stupid. They're fucking dumb. Yeah. Well, something else that's dumb, and at Katie, the first lady also picked up on this. So we'll go back to Katie. She says, At Katie First Lady says, God bless Pat McAfee for trying to sell this Max Dupree hot garbage. Hashtag SmackDown, hashtag tweet the table. So yeah, they took Eli Drake, made him LA Knight, made him Max Dupree. Now he's got Mason Mansoor. Are you liking this from your face? Is that what I'm seeing over here, Tom? I mean, look, it's better. Like, it's an, it's it's a character. I'm going to give him that. It's characters, right? We're going back with this Rick the Model Martell shtick here. But yes. That's, look. Yeah. If you're going to, fu- the only thing that I would say that's fucking dumb, but again, it kind of plays into what they're doing, is can't we just rename the two fucking guys? They don't need yeah. to be Mosse and Monso. Like, again, it's kind of pompous and stupid. So I, I don't, but like give them a real fucking model name. Cause again, that's LA Knight. That's yeah. not 
Max Dupree. So might as well just fucking call him something other than Mace. So here's what I don't understand. Like, I, I, I know they have discussed this idea of like, hey, NXT is a different thing. We'll change their name when they come up if they're playing a different character. And Max Dupree is not the same character that LA Knight was, right? But like, I'll give you that. But, but Gunther is. But but Gunther is. But like Jesus yeah. Christ! First of all, what? that guy is the money, right? Like, L.A. Knight, Max Dupree, Eli Drake, whatever you want to call him, that's the guy that's going to get the people to boo to hate you. Like, and and he's physically fit. He wrestles just fine. I don't understand why he's now like, look at these two guys, and I'm not wrestling. I just don't get it. I think eventually we will. All right. Yeah. I think we'll get someone to say, I'm going after you. Why are you such a, you know, bitch? Right. Why are you so feminine? We don't like femininity here. Yeah. Like fucking it. Right. So it's a 1980s thing, but again, I grew up in the eighties, so I fucking get it. Right. Um, what I will say is, is at least it's something right. Like it made me go like, what the fuck are they doing? It reminds me a lot of when Billy and Chuck were a tag team with uh, whatever the fuck his name was, that fucking manager. But then eventually the manager would wrestle. You know what I mean? Whatever that guy's name is. Rico. Uh, Rico. Yeah, Rico. Because he was with Three Minute Warning to start off with. Yeah. And then he transitioned yeah, the to. Chops. Yeah, the Billy and Chuck. And so I like it, right? Because I also like, and again, this is more of a generality. So if you take offense to this, it's not meant to be offensive to you. But in the pro wrestling community, there's a lot of bigotry and misogyny, right? So for the male model thing to fucking make those assholes just uncomfortable makes me giggle. Yeah, I like, like that too. Fuck yeah. you, right? Yeah, let's fuck get these dudes guys. damn near naked. On the- yeah, exactly. <laughs> get- have them. Yeah, have them let's get fucking- the whole Shawn Michaels, Triple H, exactly. G-strings going. Let's yeah. let's roll with it. Yeah. Right. Just have them fucking deep Please? throw bananas. Like whatever you need, just I like it when you Deep fuck throw with people. bananas. You know uh, damn, I mean? you're coming with the hot episode titles tonight. Oh, you get what I, <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like, good. Fuck you, assholes, for being closed-minded shitheads, right? So I like them for that reason because it makes those fucking idiots uncomfortable. And also, again, what's better was Mace fucking tearing it up? No. Yeah. Was right. Mansoor? No. So again. The point I will say, though, with his you, name is Mansoor. Like, you got to lean into the. <laughs> yeah. But the thing I will say to, to your point is if you want me to watch <sighs> on the same fucking channel that Raw is your NXT programming, you can't fucking do the same thing. But then it's Gunther or Butch or whatever the fuck it is. No, it's goddamn Walter and it's fucking Pete Dunn. Like, if you want to flip the whole thing, look, because that's believable. Time. NXT is an entry level. Like the guys who are so good get caught. Like there's a minor league system to most sports. And we're supposed to believe this is a sport, even though it's not, we're supposed to believe it's a sport. Mm-hmm. And then that makes sense. That makes sense that like somebody would elevate themselves and come up. So like Pete Dunn, here's what bothers me about the Pete Dunn thing, right? Like I, I get it. You wanted to have this stereotypical Irish gimmick. But, like, Pete Dunn is a name that fucking fits that! (laughs) Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And Walter and Gunther, what's the fucking difference? It fits the same. What the fuck is the difference? Yeah. 
So, like, even if you're like, okay, well, this we're marketing this to kids, but, like, some kids watch NXT and WWE, so now they've got two posters of, like, Walter and Gunther? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? That's Why do you keep fixing stuff that's not broken? Exactly. Because, again, if you do want to say everyone that comes from NXT is then going to get a new fucking whole thing when they come to SmackDown or Raw, then take it off of USA Network yeah. because I'm watching it on the same fucking channel. You put it on your website. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. It That's really doesn't hard. make any sense. Like, at least with the Pete Dunn Butch thing, he at least tried to say, like, well, you guys know him as this, but I only knew him as that, right? Which, okay, fine. Right. Butch could have been a nickname. Fine, whatever. But, like, it just – Man, like it just like that's the stuff that's like even if you're like, well, people are dumb and they don't know, you've really made it so even a dumb person's like, what? Right. <laughs> like, what? Why is his name different now all of a sudden? Why is his name a different stereotypical ethnic name as yeah. in Walter versus Gunther? Yeah. Yeah, because again, you could you could save face. You still have the opportunity to save face with Pete Dunn and Butch. With eventually, let's say Pete Dunn leaves that group and Seamus is like, Butch, come back, Butch, come back. And then he goes, Pete Dunn, get over here. And then he's like, what the fuck you call me? And then he's now Pete Dunn, right? Like right. we we still have to, but Gunther and Walter, you fucking jump the shark. Like that's done. That's stupid. As much as I love Walter and I fucking love Walter, Gunther is dead in the water to me. I don't want to fucking watch him. I don't give a fuck. You change his music. You change his fucking name. You change all the good shit about him besides dressing. But you style. also didn't, right? Well, like yeah, you exactly. changed it all, but it's yet he, he, yeah. he, he stands the same way. He has yep. the same gaze. He has the same tone. He has the same right. promo delivery. He wears the same kind of clothing. All of the presentation is the same. You just wiped the name and made it a different one. And it wasn't like it was like, oops, we realized this was an accidentally racist name or anything, like where right. you would understand. But no, this is just like, no, because we need to separate yeah, the NXT exactly. versus the WWE, but yet we'll still hearken to them having been in NXT. I bet they will still at some point reference his NXT title runs. Yep. It just... I, Makes it's, no sense. It's, it's nonsensical and it's it's in, it's insulting to the viewer and I don't get why people aren't like why you don't instantly reject this. And again, the other thing is like you said, everything's similar, but it's all shittier, right? You didn't make anything better. Like like Walter is a better name to say. Yeah, right. The entrance was better in NXT. Like you made everything worse. Fuck. Yeah. It really is like there. There wasn't even that. Like it was like a, oh, we goofed up and we should have named him Steve. Like every, you know, what I mean, like whatever it was, like it made so much more sense. But right. it just this was just like, well, why Gunther instead of Walter it was vaguely even more Austrian. Like I don't what. It just doesn't make any sense. The stupidest. On a What's scale next? of Austrian sounding names, this one is an eight. When Walter was a seven. Yeah, way to go. <laughs> Way to fucking, fucking job, go. Guys. You, you got one more over on us, pal. You forgot the umlauts. That really would have put it over the edge. Yeah. Oh, man. Call him Gunther. Oh, fuck holes. <laughs> All right. What's we'll next? get back into this. All right. Uh, this one from uh, at Kentucky Fried Comedian. Hey. It's at KY Fried Comedian, which I'm going to assume is for Kentucky and not. 
Anyway, who knows? He says, Natter. I think he meant Natty. Natty and Rousey bitch slapping one another with, wait for it. Five across that lip. Hashtag tweet the table. Now, yes, five across that lip. And this is, okay. So, Ronda wins, but we get the cash in from Liv Morgan. <laughs> what do you I just saw the, the that ass done gave me diabetes. <laughs> yeah, it's so sweet. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, when that's that sweet, you get the mustache, and you get the oh diabetes. Oh, God, that's great. I just saw that. That's awesome. Okay, continue. I'm so sorry. What? So, yeah, we get the Liv Morgan cash in over Ronda Rousey, and, you know, now she's the title, right? I mean, yay. But then why not just – I think the story is better – that Natty cheats to win. Natty's like, fuck yeah, smell my dick. And then the cash in and Liv Morgan cashes in over everybody. You know, everybody's supposed to hate Natty because she's the heel. And then everybody gets to laugh at Natty, including Ronda Rousey later. Be like, yeah, sure. You cheated to win, but then you couldn't even hold on to it for two seconds. And then you get, you know what I mean? You Something. can, you can run through Natty and Liv Morgan threat. before you get Ronda Rousey coming back to Liv Morgan. Like it just didn't, didn't seem to make a whole lot of sense to me how it played out in, you know, I don't know, whatever. Hey, Natty's gotten better I'm... and better over the thing. Like, she's playing a great heel in these matches, right? Like, it, okay. But that's it. You don't fucking like her. <laughs> like, you well, like, I just fucking... don't think she's good. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. yeah. she's still the fat friend in everything she does. She's still cosplaying, saying, like, oh, look, Rhonda has a kid and I don't. Like, yeah, because you're the fat friend. No one wants you. Like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Again, the character, not the real person, talking about the character. Like, duh, no one wants. No, it. I know. Yeah, I don't know her. A lot of name. there's a lot of OnlyFans followers follow her and her sister. <laughs> but yeah, really? you're saying the character. Yeah, yeah, the character. Yes. Yeah, I don't know anything about her personal life. The thing I will say <laughs> that I hope that they do is, and I sent. The, I didn't watch the fucking match because I'm not. Yeah, no, of course match. not. Yeah. but I did see a screenshot. <laughs> I gotta watch that shit. But I did see a screenshot that Ronda Rousey put Natty in the sharpshooter, and while she does the sharpshooter, she does the Shawn Michaels fucking pose on Bret Hart's birthday, if I remember correctly. Yes. So Love it. my hope, my hope is this is where the real money's at. Look, for anyone not familiar with MMA or like, you know, a shit-eating wild man like I am with MMA, Ronda Rousey was a heel in mixed martial arts. She was not the fucking good person. No one was like, hey, let's name a fucking charity after Ronda Rousey. She was the girl that would armbar you, Misha Tate, and then Misha Tate would stand up and say like, hey, that was a good fight. And Ronda Rousey would roll her eyes and fix her bra and fucking walk the other way and people would boo Ronda Rousey. So my hope is if we saw a little bit of the Shawn Michaels pose while she's doing a sharpshooter on Bret Hart's birthday, then this is uh, where the money's Bret at. Bret Hart's niece. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> then this is where the money is. Yes. Now, I did see a video of Liv Morgan winning, and Ronda Rousey was, like, still hugging kids and stuff after. No. Spit in their face. Fucking push their moms down. I want to see the unlikable twat that is Ronda Team Rousey. up with Natty. You want to rub some hate yeah. off on her? Yeah, because if you just dial into a little bit of who the real Ronda Rousey is, the fucking idiot dumb fuck that lives in the woods talking about conspiracy theories, then that's the fucking person I want to see on your TV or on my TV. Like, 
Why are so many of your the... MMA folks fucking? Oh, because they're all fucking people that like been hit oh, the head I did a bunch every... of times. Well, but no, it's, it's it's all this. Well, I'm successful because I did everything by myself and I made it, so then everyone else should make it. And if you're not making it like me, then obviously something's fucking up with you. And so if something's fucking up with you, then they're trying to come after me. And if they're coming after me, well then fuck you, fucking idiots. God. So okay, many of them are all fucking. Oh, trust me, it's in the pro wrestling. And Trumpers and fucking. Yeah. Hey, look, there's still pro wrestling fans that think the fucking uh, Montreal screw job was a uh, work. So, mm. you know what I mean? I really wish I was into fucking horse racing and like stocks, but I'm into fucking pro wrestling and MMA. You know what I mean? I will forever remember us standing at an independent wrestling organization. I'm going to say which one. And you looking around at the crowd, and you were like, "Man, do you ever just wish that like we were like really into baseball or something?" <laughs> but we love you guys. Oh, we love you. So use hashtag tweet the table. So we're gonna read them right here. We love Please you donate. so much. <laughs> and we love this shit. But like, don't you? Don't you kind of wish you were into like? Non-profits or something. Just NBA nice. at least or something. <laughs> Just something a little something more. Fucking good in this world instead <laughs> of these fucking idiots. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I really do wish that we had gotten into helping the homeless you know, or something instead. Something. <laughs> something. In fact, a lot of these <laughs> folks could have used our help. <laughs> God damn, we are really endearing to the fans. <laughs> Please love us. Make sure you Why hit that like and subscribe. <laughs> Share with your friend. Parentheses S. Um, <laughs> just oh, help us God. out. All right, let's get back into the Tweet the Table. Back to the fans. At Theo75 says, The Street Profits should have beaten the Usos for the tag team titles. Ford's shoulder was up. Hashtag Tweet the Table. And, I mean, now we've mentioned – so here's the storyline. Street Profits go like, man, we just can't get over this hump. We just can't quite beat them. And they lose. And they mention it again. They're like, man, we just can't quite beat these guys. And they lose. So, do, wasn't this the time? Unless unless you do the heel turn where Montez Ford goes, I could have beat them by myself. You're the dead weight. I, well, it, but what are they going to do? Are, like, what what are they going to do? Brother Devon and then yeah. just the other guy is the same character without a tag team partner? Yeah. Like what Bully Ray did or what Bubba Ray did? Like, if you don't have anything ready-made, like right out of the yeah, gate. The that problem says, is, though, like, so yes, they're going to go all in on Montez Ford. But like we said, the cool guy is Anthem, Anthony Dawkins, and he's the, the fucking guy. But yet yeah. he's just going to be Biggie 2.0 where they don't right. know how to write for him. Yep, exactly. He'll be charismatic. We'll all love him. He'll do nothing. He'll be in six-man tags with the Mysterios. Might even get a run with a world title someday in a couple of years. Oh, but no. just He'll get a I mean, at, at tops, right? Same yeah. thing with the Big E, but like, then they'll be like, oh, nobody's getting behind it. It's like, because it was nothing. Yeah. It was no. nothing. It's July 7th right now that we're recording this. If they do break them up, by December, what we're going to get is the Mysterios and Dawkins takes out Judgment Day. And that's what's going to be the kickoff show of whatever the December pay-per-view is. Like, that's what it is. And Montez Ford is going to get an intercontinental run, being the champion, taking on Edge. 
And then we're going to be like, Montez Ford has championship potential. It's like, this is the same fucking playbook for everything they do that they do. There hasn't been an original idea since John Cena was doing the rapping gimmick. Ever since then, it seems like nothing's I mean, been new. The, the most original thing, I think, was early main event Jey Uso Roman Reigns yeah. thing. Okay, there you go. Yep, right? that would, yeah, that but was very that's like kind of it. Well, then he just submitted to Roman Reigns, and you're like, okay, well, then, then they ran it back guy. with Jimmy. Yeah, <laughs> just like, yeah. Oh. Like, all right. Yeah, right, whatever. Yeah, all right, we'll move on. At Katie First Lady says, okay, WWE just ran a very dark vignette of someone with an Olympic gold medal. Is it Stevenson? Hashtag tweet the table. Edge. No, I saw that thing where it's it's every like iconic picture they mentioned there. Somebody Edge has like beaten. Yeah. Well, because there's a cross. Yep. Christian. Yep. There's a there's a metal angle. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the fucking wristbands, Hardys. Yep. So yeah, it's Edge, and that's fine. Yeah. Cool. He so he's gonna stay with the dark weeks. character, even though he well, got kicked and, out of the dark club, the dark order. But here's, yeah. But then the other thing is, cool. You were gone for three weeks. The House of Purple. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. And then what? And, and, like, are you gonna fight well, Finn Balor? But you can't win that, right? Because then we just shit on the group. Well, but then we already shit on them. They lost to the Mysterios. Yeah. Finn Balor and Damian Priest lost to the Mysterios. So by logic, what the fuck is Damian Priest doing? Yeah. Just absolute paint by numbers, fuck you in the butt kind of bullshit from WWE. That's all it is. That's the why worst. Do you people, why do you people watch this? Yeah, I don't know. It's fucking <laughs> insulting. Well, here we go. Let's hit the final tweet the table. At Kentucky Fried Comedian. Hey. It's way funnier if it's at KY Fried Comedian. But anyway, <laughs> it's a fried KY. If Theory goes over, and he will, in this Money in the Bank ladder match, I am done watching WWE. So goddamn predictable, even for casual fans. Hasn't Vince McMahon done enough to kill wrestling? Hashtag tweet the table. Welcome. Join us. Welcome, join us. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, look, I get building new stars and everything. And look, I've watched Theory. He's good. Like he can he can handle his own on the mic. He tells decent promos and everything. But it's just their stories give you nothing. It is the same shit over and over again theory said nothing that john cena didn't say he said nothing that roman reigns didn't say he said nothing that hulk hogan didn't say back in the day it's just Mm. bad it's just paint by numbers formulaic nonsense that like you said kentucky fried uh comedian uh it's just way too predictable even for the casual fans like i I, that's why we don't understand why you can't watch it it's because like you don't have to you know how this is gonna go you don't have to watch ever. And, and the thing is, you know, not to like name drop here, but I got to, I got the opportunity to, to like meet and hang out with Austin theory. I'm calling him Austin theory. Fuck that shit. I'm not calling him theory. That makes no fucking sense. Uh, Again, the one name, the, the rush, the edge, the, but whatever, at least edge yeah. is an, it was an all time first ballot hall of famer. So you just deal with that. But I hated that name right. too. Yeah. But, but like, yeah, he's doing nothing that says Austin Theory is different than anyone else. There's nothing original about what he's doing. He's he's uh, Tyler Breeze with a push. But then I don't like not even good enough to retain the U.S. title. 
but good enough to then later, after being beat up by Bobby Lashley, who is the almighty, can still win a one of the most brutal matches that I'm told that you have in WWE. Now, that was even dumber. But again, that's the other thing that they did where Seth Rollins earlier in the night loses to Randy Orton. Now, he cashed in his money in the bank, but then he becomes the world champion at the end. It's the same fucking thing. It's like, and and here's again, another sidebar. What the fuck is Adam Pierce? What the fuck is Adam Pierce? Is he a bad guy that says we're putting in Austin theory because ha 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 ha? Or is he the good guy that says you can't do that? You must face both of them tonight in a triple threat. Like, yeah, or at least show like some disdain for this. Be like, I've been given an order. He's just whatever against my better judgment, is. right? He he is just a chameleon with whatever they need. That's what he'll be. You need him to be the heel in here. Okay, guess what's better than seven, eight? Austin. Well, this is what we said. Like Adam Pierce is amazing. One of the best on the mic in the business today. Great at storytelling in that thing, getting you to feel something. We've known of Adam Pierce for a long time, and one of the most successful pro wrestlers. Uh, of recent memory even if you count his whole nwa runs and all those sorts of things so he's great but like you said they ask him to go out there and do this and then cross the line and do this and then this so the character has lost all meaning it's not adam pierce the the guy playing the character's fault it's the wwe portrayal of the adam pierce character that is shit it's just and shit. it makes me so it makes me so sad because I follow him on Twitter and I have since his last appearance mm-hmm. at Metro Pro, which should tell you how long ago that was. And it's like he's like, love someone today. I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, fuck man. Yeah, I will. Hey, be be kind to someone who you don't know. Yes, I like that too. And then he does this fucking thing. You're like, you're a fuck. You're a piece of yeah, shit. Did fuck. you love someone today? <laughs> like, God, but like, yeah, get the no, fuck out just, of yeah. here. It's yeah, you know? I don't know. And look, I, you know, I hate that we end this show with with shit talking like that. But WWE is just it's it's bland, it's vanilla, it's predictable. And then even when it's unpredictable, they do something that just wasn't right anyway. Hey, so it just feels that ass that ass that gives me diabetes. Tell us some AEW stuff. Tell us some GCW stuff. You won't get this visceral fucking violent reaction that we have. Uh, we got some fun things to tell you about other stuff in the world of wrestling. Impact is fun right now. They're doing a lot of crazy good. They got fun Alan stuff. Angels now. I uh, know that was weird, right? I need to go out on my own. Well, you fucking just sign with the other promotion that's just lesser than anyhow. But like Impact, uh, AW, GCW, whatever you're. Fu- hey, here's the other thing: Central States uh, Wrestling in Kansas City. Well, here's the thing I was gonna say to to Justin Summers is um. You keep talking all this shit about how independent pro wrestling so fucking great. Tell us who the fuck is it? Who the fuck is it? I don't hey, know anything. Hey, Tell me. I remember Justin Summers swearing up and down about a guy named Johnny Gargano that we all needed to know about, and he and wasn't wrong, right? right? And so, so tell, tell us who it is now. Who tell is me it? Who it is now that I need to seek out because what I'm seeing over on one avenue of my pro wrestling bullshit. World is bullshit. So yeah. Let us know any of you that have some suggestions. Use hashtag tweet the table. We'll read them right here on the on the show to share with the rest of the table nation. Uh, but other than that, check us out on the TikTok, the YouTube, the Twitter, or just go to SpanishAnnounceTable.net for all of those links, including the PayPal link where you can become the beer sponsor of the week like nobody this week. <clears throat> like ourselves. Thanks, nobody. 
but yeah, other than that, man, uh, Tom, I don't know. You got anything, any parting words? I'll leave. I'll let you have the last words of wisdom on our way. Out. I'm excited to stay positive and patient next week for AEW is fighter fest night one. So we have something to look forward to on the horizon. My fellow friends of the pro wrestling community be well. The Spanish announce table.